What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode number eight of the Fat Fit Freedom Podcast. My name is Chris Poirier Kim. I'm very excited for you to not just listen for us today, but our guest for today is stepping behind, uh, from behind the booth, from behind the producing aspect of what we're doing, and he's going to be fielding a few questions. And so I'm very excited for him to have, uh, for Brandon to be joining us today. Brandon, what is going on, my friend? Pumped to be here, man. You know, different uh, perspective sitting next to you over here. Uh, and, uh, you know, been waiting for this for a while and I'm excited. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of kicking myself that we should, totally should have done this sooner. For many that don't know, Brandon is actually the biggest reason we're doing this podcast. <laughs> he won't accept that. He won't accept yeah. that as a fact, but it totally is. Team effort, man. You know, I'm all about... Uh, the team coming together and making stuff happen. Uh, you need, you know, you need everybody to make plays for the team to win. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, he, he's actually the one that approached me about doing one, and of course, me being me, jumped at that bit. And so I'm very excited for us to do this, to be jamming. Um, very hyped for him to be on today because he has a lot of perspective that I know is going to help anyone that's going to be listening. For many of you out there that have listened so far, you know, like to talk about athletics and sports. But Brandon has actually been a legitimate professional athlete. And some of the topics we're going to, well, first topic we're going to be going into today is going to be him talking a little bit about that. Uh, but before we do, I'd love for him to just kind of introduce himself officially and, yeah, to hear a little background on you. Yeah. Well, uh, I go by BA. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I, I consider myself an athlete, uh, former professional athlete. I spent time in the Frontier League. Uh, for seven years. Um, and after that was after playing college baseball for four years, I played uh, two years in New Jersey at a junior college. Uh, Rowan College now is what it's called. It was Gloucester County College when I was there. We won a national championship while I was there. Uh, great experience. I, I, probably one of the places I, I had been coached harder than anywhere I had been. And I loved every minute of it. And then following my stint at uh, Gloucester, went down to Georgia College, where played two years as well. We played for really, really good teams. We're the number one team in, uh, in Division II uh, both years I was there, competed in the regional both years I was there, and uh, really uh, found out who learned a lot about myself, uh, not only as, a, as an athlete, but also as a baseball player. Playing down south is a completely different uh, ball game, especially with baseball than in the Northeast. Uh, after college, signed as a free agent, Frontier League. First stop was Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, damn. Seriously. That, yeah. Kalamazoo, it's a real, real place. It, it is a real place. <laughs> uh, very proudly the home of Derek Jeter and really Kalamazoo uh, College. <laughs> nice little downtown there. But played in Kalamazoo. Then I was traded to Lake County, uh, Illinois. And then I was traded to uh, Windy City Thunderbolts in Chicago. Then I was traded to the Rockford River Hawks, uh, my final stop on, on my professional playing journey. While I was playing, also got a chance to coach at Temple University, coached high school baseball in Massachusetts as well, Conquer Carlisle High School. Uh, now I'm at Noble and Greeno over in Dedham and uh, still continuing uh, not only personal training, but uh, coaching, which is a huge passion of mine. 
Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. And just for a little context for everyone out there, because someone could be listening and be like, oh, said he was a professional baseball player, doesn't play in the major leagues. Yeah, yeah no shit. Like yeah. the 1% of the 1% of the 1% plays like on that level. But to actually be able to play a professional sport, yeah. get paid to do that, sign a contract, that is a dream that thousands, millions of people want, but so few actually ever get that opportunity right. to do. So big ups to BA over here right. to be able to do that. Appreciate that. Yeah. And now I'm sure obviously with your experience, with your traveling, you've seen a lot, seen a lot being around athletics for so long as well. And as an athlete and someone who was a professional athlete, what would you say are some of the experiences that you can look back on that you really still to this day uh, remember and hold? First is uh, the relationships you build with your teammates. Uh, everyone's going through a very similar grind and ends up in the same place because of, you know, whatever happened, you know, in their journey. Uh, so the relationships I built with, with guys of similar mindsets, you tend to see on athletic fields. And we've mentioned this when uh, Jamie was on the podcast before, but yeah. uh, guys tend to group in you know, similar, whether it's work ethics, whether it's uh, hobbies outside of, of playing. But, yeah, birds of a feather flying right, together. Type right, of thing. exactly. And so I, I was fortunate enough to become really close with some really some really hard workers, uh, guys that, you know, from all over all over the country and, and some from other, from other countries. Uh, it, what a tremendous experience just to see how other guys approached uh, the game itself and then approached uh, working out, approached preparation. Uh, I learned a lot from a lot of older guys, uh, guys who have been in the major leagues who are, who are either rehabbing or trying to make it back or still just chasing the dream, trying to get back into the, into the league again. But, you know, the biggest thing I take is, is, or that I, the biggest memories that I have or influence was just like the teams, the team atmosphere, the For setting. Sure. Yeah. The camaraderie that you build. Yeah, oh, the the community aspect, I'm sure, like the brotherhood, yeah. especially in that sense, is is super, I mean, it's, it's so valuable. You probably carry those relationships now to this day. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it, it's both. It, it can be, it can work both ways because guys are constantly competing as well. And you'll, you'll show up to the ballpark and there'll be a guy unpacking his suitcase and moving into a, to a locker and, that's awesome because he gets an opportunity, but that also means somebody else just lost their opportunity. Yeah. And, and so it, it, it can happen at any moment. There's always guys working out. There's always guys, you know, coming in that where they're trying to replace somebody. And yeah. it could be a bad week. It could be, you know, a couple of bad games, uh, but you're, you're always on your toes. And, and that's really the guys who are willing to put themselves in, in uncomfortable positions. That means like waking up, after a seven, eight, 15 hour bus ride, uh, getting to the gym, making sure your body's prepared, getting into the training room before, getting your stem, getting your heat, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, preparing yourself to play in all types of conditions and circumstances. Uh, I love the pressure. I love that pressure, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the competitive aspect, right? Like any competitor loves that type of stuff. Yeah. Challenging. Um, <laughs> so now what would you say are, I guess some lessons that you've learned going through those experiences, right? Like yeah. so you're on a couple different teams and moved around a little bit. And yeah, and what are some of the things you know, you've learned, like you can look back and explain to people to you know, really shed some light on the whole, not even just the competitive aspect, but 
you were just life. Right. Well, first, first is you, you get what you put in. Um, the harder I worked, the better results I saw. Uh, the the less hard I worked, the the least the less results I saw. Wow, what a uh, profound yeah, thought right there. Exactly. Everyone uh, hard work pays off. Right, <laughs> right. Uh it, you know finding that group of guys was so essential. Um, whether it was just getting to the ballpark early or having a routine, um, you know, getting lunch, getting to the field, uh, hitting early. Mm-hmm talking about the game and uh guys that also pushed you to be creative um outside the game uh hobbies and things that can also elevate your person your human um there's a few guys um simon williams he's he went to university of maine who kind of mentored me uh right when i got to kalamazoo and took me under his wing and taught me how to work like how to wake up how to get to the gym, how to prepare my body. Uh, he would, li- I would just literally copy whatever he would do every day. Um, and once he retired, I, I took, you know, a lot of what he had instilled in me and my habits and kind of made them my own and was able to really have success because of, you know, what I was able to see him do and, and learn from him. So, you know, you, you have an opportunity, how do you take advantage of it? And, uh, hopefully, if you're able to stay healthy, things will work out. Uh, but, you know, just nothing's guaranteed. I think once you realize that, once you realize like what each day that someone gives you a, a jersey to perform means, then sure. then things become a lot clearer and things it, it becomes more way more fun. Uh, and the pressure starts to go down a little bit more because you're out there playing because you you realize that's where you belong uh, as opposed to like always worrying about uh, outside factors or variables that you can't control. Baseball is a game of ups and downs, ebbs ebbs and flows. So uh, when it goes down, you can't, you got to kind of stay within yourself when it's up, you still have to stay within yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. You see that happen all the time. <laughs> and you know, it's funny you just saying those things because I, you know, I use this expression all the time because I'm a huge basketball fan that ball is life. But ball can mean really a lot of sports. Right, right. And from what you just said there, you, you can reference so many things that you someone can may experience athletically or even exercise wise and whatever, let's say, journey that they're on because this is the Fat Fit Freedom podcast after all. That's right. And you can relate it back to life, right? Like that first thing that you said, you know, in terms of, hard work what does that not apply to right it applies to every single thing right and so it's no surprise like hearing that number one but then also the camaraderie aspect that's huge i know we've talked about it here before but for anyone listening out there obviously not everyone's going to be a professional athlete however if you're looking to get into better shape one thing that we've talked about before and touched on and to me, that just validates from what Brandon said is you got to find yourself a team. Yeah. Got to find yourself a team that you can ride with. Even if you're not on right now, go go searching. That's a great thing. You don't have to wait to be picked up as a free agent like Brandon did. Exactly. You go out and find other friends, other exactly. groups of people uh, that are you know wanting to be healthy in terms of living that lifestyle just like you want to be or maybe even aspire to be. Yeah. And yeah, that was the thing that I just picked up right there. Primary uh... – 
they say in, uh, happiness is determined by uh, one factor um, and it's, it has nothing to do with how much money you have or uh, where you live. It's literally just being part of a community uh, that that kind of ties ties yes. everything together. Uh, it, uh, it takes a village. Uh, I don't know about raising a child, but it definitely takes a village to make change, to instill uh, good morals, good values, and, and just to be a good human. When you see other people doing good things, it, it definitely rubs off and it makes, at least makes me want to do good things as well, which is one of the reasons why we started this, this podcast, you know, uh, Where? uh, just working here, loved your energy, loved your flow, man. And so, uh, I definitely, you know, wanted to, to see that flourish, uh, firsthand and be a part of it. So, uh, you know, from here to the baseball field, it, it's all relative. Very, very true. Very appreciative uh, all the time for you, man. Now, I know, and we've talked about this before, too. How old are you, just for everyone listening? 32 years young. Thirty. That, that's the key there. 32 years young. I'm very happy you said that. And now myself, I'm 28, not too far behind you. No, not at all. And we've talked about this before is in terms of us feeling better than we have when we were younger. Yeah. I know for a fact that I feel better than when I did at 18. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Brandon, I think from our talks we've had, like you feel better than when you played in a lot of ways. Definitely, definitely. What would you say you could attribute that for yourself now? Yeah. To like, why do you feel? Why have, do you feel better now than when you were actually a professional, active athlete? Because that's that's crazy to think about for some. Right? Yeah. Like that now after all these years, like you're not active, you don't have that access that right. some would, but you feel better. Well, a couple of keys. I think one is appreciating what feeling good means. Oh yes. Uh, you know, when you're 18, when you're 22, 24, uh, most things are going to feel good by default. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you're you're going to wake up, you're going to feel a little better, you're going to recover a little better. Uh, and then as you get older, you start to notice how you recover. Uh, it, it slows down a little bit. Uh, it takes a, it, meals, the way you eat starts to affect how you feel a little differently. Uh, and I think growing older has allowed me to not only uh, learn more about what makes the body kind of run uh, like a well-oiled machine, but also uh, you, uh, you can literally feel what makes you uh, feel worse and what makes you feel better more. Uh, it's almost instant, instant, more instantaneous the older yeah. you get. And so you see a lot of more uh, awareness. Right. Right. So, and also the pounding, of the body while I was playing uh, plays a big part. Uh, so I, I ended up retiring because I dealt with uh, sciatica my last season uh, in pro ball. And so uh, just kind of dealing with that brought back my focus uh, to, you know, what does it mean to be in shape? What does it mean to uh, eat healthy? What does it mean to recover? Uh, what does it mean to prepare? Uh, so taking what I felt like then and, you know, how I how my approach to all those situations and the way I take it now uh, is is not like night and day. Um, part of being young means you, you're going to want to go into the weight room and try to deadlift Delaware. Uh, <laughs> you can't always do that, uh, especially uh, when you get older. So then trying to create that same type of uh, energy, that same type of. Uh, that same challenge of yeah. trying to deadlift Delaware when you're 24, when you're 32, <laughs> you have to be more creative in how you approach it and how you try to uh, 
get get that same when you're working yeah. out. And so I want that, but I also want to make sure that uh, I wake up and feel great the next day. <laughs> and so being able to uh, take charge of my flexibility, take charge of my mobility, uh, pliability as well. And, and shout just, out Jamie. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, let's get pliable, baby. Uh, I think all those things uh, really taught me what strength is because strength is uh, found in many different forms, not just uh, lifting things, but you know, how your body moves and whether or not you, you even create opportunities for strength through how you know mobile you are and how flexible you are. Yeah. Uh, you want to lay a nice foundation, uh, work in stabilizers. I, I wasn't talking about stabilizers when I was, you know, yeah, 25 years old. For sure. That's, that's created way more opportunity for me, uh, just as an athlete and, and in terms of getting stronger and, and real strength, functional strength. Nice. And now, two things want to definitely expand on that yeah and this will be for anyone actually watching live right now is going to come and watch this as well um before this this podcast gets released on monday and that's one of the first things um to touch on what you said in terms of your body feeling you know like deadlifting delaware yeah that's such a big i, I mean that's rampant right when you're younger you just don't realize and, and you probably most people lack appreciation for what their body is and can do. Oh, yeah. Right, because, I mean, that that invincibility type of feeling because you're young, you're you're fit, you're strong. I mean, why do you have to why, – why do you feel like you have to work on things like flexibility if you're already flexible? Yeah. Right? yeah. Why do you have to work on prehab or, or recovery as much if, you know, you recover fine? And I think that's one of the biggest aspects of <laughs> of just feeling better when you're, when you're older – and, and I'm, I'm even saying, oops, the mic. I'm even saying this as someone that's like, I, I, I can look back three years ago and think to myself, like, damn, if I was just doing the things I'm doing now a few years ago, yep. I, I can only imagine how I'd feel now if I started when I was younger. Yeah. And that's a huge missed opportunity that many just don't, just aren't able to take advantage of because they're not, a, it's not even that they're not aware of it. It's, it's one of those, if you, if you can't, like most things, if you don't know what it feels like, the experience-wise, um, you can't really empathize with someone who's maybe trying to give wisdom and saying how, like, hey, when, enjoy your youth. Yeah. And not that we're not young anymore, but there's so many people out there in their early 20s, even a lot of teens, yeah. that if they started focusing on really taking care of their body, not just getting strong. But really, the full maintenance of what it means. What to you're have, putting in there, yeah, everything. Exactly. Between eating, between recovery, whether it's like self myofascial release, pliability, yes. whatever it is, the longevity that someone can have being able to do the things they love yeah. only amplifies. So that was definitely the first thing. Um, and then the second thing that something you had touched on there at the end, and oh, totally just lost my train of thought there for a second. Uh, for yourself now, what would you say that you're doing right now specifically, right? Let's give people something tangible right. that they can work with. Like, what would you say you're doing now actively in terms of your training that really makes a big difference? Because, you know, you'd mentioned a bunch of different things, but you mind going into a little bit more depth? Yeah. For uh, everyone? One thing and one challenge, actually, uh, I, I look at working out uh, more so now as finding challenges uh, for my for my body and for my weaknesses. So I take anything that I feel uh, is 
what I don't where I have opportunity, where I, areas where I, I have more opportunity, uh, I take those and I just, you know, challenge myself in those areas. One of them being flexibility always mm-hmm. uh, and and also mobility. So one thing I've done over the past year is kind of immerse myself in gymnastics bodies uh, type yeah. training. Uh, Coach Summers, uh, uh, see a lot of his stuff um, via Tim Ferriss uh, in his podcast, but being able to take your body and with a lot of body weight type exercises, uh, challenge your range of motion, challenge uh, strength through your flexibility, which creates you know mobility in itself. Get the phone call here. Okay. Um, but it, I think that in itself opened up my eyes. And then uh, aside from that, really just seeing and learning from, from a lot of my peers. Uh, anything I see that, um, looks like something that I've had a challenge with in the past or I haven't experienced, that is what interests me uh, more than anything now. And so I'll take those things and I'll just attack them and I'll I'll fail a lot. Um, I I love to fail because that's that's like one step closer to a solution. Yeah. Um, so you know you're growing if you're failing. Yeah, man. Nothing like doing a box jump and falling on your ass, and yeah. then and then being like, <laughs> "All right, let me see if I could get this." Somebody next totally one. beg to differ on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally can empathize. Yeah, man. Can't be scared. Uh, and I, I love taking that. Um, and you know specifics. Uh, I, I don't want to get super technical on here. People, not everyone can can really see us, but uh, you know. Things like uh, pull-ups, yep. things like handstands, uh, yep. Jefferson curls, mm-hmm. um, just uh, adductors, uh, abductors, uh, really kind of creating uh, an open with crossover symmetry and all those things being like really creating a body that uh, I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to do Olympic type lifts and I want to be able to do uh you know a ton of body weight type stuff yes uh all cross platform type workouts uh you know when i was playing baseball there there's so many like just like in the game there's so many unwritten rules which i hate more (laughs) than anything uh yeah f unwritten rules i don't even know what that means uh but (laughs) same thing with like same thing goes with uh strength like you know train well training for baseball so they're like okay uh don't do this because if you you can't throw when you do that or don't do bicep curls because you won't be able to uh have a full external rotation when you throw Mm -hmm. or you know your internal rotation will suck if you do kettlebells it's like you know who the hell knows that no one you know (laughs) pictures weren't doing that and plus everybody's body's built so different uh that yeah look you got to experience things and everyone's different. Everyone's going to uh, respond different to, to, to movements. And so um, for me, when, once I stopped playing baseball, it was like literal freedom of my body because I had held back for so long doing so many different things that just because people had told me, Oh, the baseball players don't yeah. do that. And yeah. then I was like, wait, and, this doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, but baseball players don't do it. So, okay, I guess I'm not supposed to do it then. Right. Right. Like, you would just, I, I just literally accepted. I was such like, I was so coachable that it was like, yeah. if you told me something, I was like, okay, that's the way of, you know, being a machine. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's been so enlightening being able to, and now I'm thinking like, man, if I only would have done this yeah. while I was playing, who knows, like, you know, if my rotation would have been better, if my foundation would have been more efficient, 
patient. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if, if the issues with sciatica would have, would have, you know, come about as well, but, you know, I can't, I can't go back in time. Um, I don't know how much I would have done differently. Um, but for, for now, it definitely makes me feel like, look, Hey, there's opportunities out there. Don't, don't limit yourself just because somebody said this or that, um, just attack and, um, be smart, you know, research. No, definitely. Like that, that's such an archaic way of thinking yeah. for coaching for anything, right? Yeah. There, there's only one way. I mean, there may be more optimal right. ways of training for sure. Obviously like all contextual, all sports specific from that context, even yeah. looking at things like, like bodybuilding, obviously there's certain ways that you bodybuild, yeah. right? That you wouldn't be, you wouldn't, sprinters don't bodybuild, don't train the same way. Right. But there are total principles that you can apply to both. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and I love that how you brought that up in terms of the different aspects of your training, because when it comes to exercise, for someone to really build, really build, I want people to listen really closely. When it comes to exercise, to really build your body to its fullest potential, cross-training using all different aspects of exercise is what's really going to unlock your body's potential. Now, that could mean you're doing maybe sports specific type of exercises because you enjoy playing basketball or you're on a flag football team with right. friends. Awesome. Cool. What that also can mean is you can totally do bodybuilding and exercises as well because you still want a certain aesthetic or you could totally be doing CrossFit style workouts also sometimes too, because maybe you don't have all the time in the world to exercise right. and doing a wad really saves time. That could also mean working on some gymnastic style moves for your mobility, for your flexibility. Um, that could also mean taking a little bit more time for a therapeutic aspect as Whoa. well. Maybe getting some, maybe getting some massages, soft tissue uh, acupuncture, soft tissue work, whatever that could mean. Or you know, maybe you really want to just try something new. You, you're doing all these things. You want to experience something new. Maybe you want to go rock climbing. Rock. People don't know this. Rock climbing is one of the best fat burning exercises. You could actually perform yes and do a lot of time under tension yeah a lot of time under tension always in a, in a low aerobic base of fat burning and yeah there's so many aspects of exercise that you can tap into and it's it's foolish to just be confined to one or just to just to only do ever do one and feel like you can't branch out because you, you guys had heard brandon give that little story and that was him being that was him being coachable that has nothing to do with brandon though actually Right. And I want to put some insight into that. It's nothing to do with Brandon. That has more to do with the perspective of coaching. And for many out there that, number one, don't have a coach, you are your own coach in a big sense. Yeah. You have that freedom to be able to branch out and expose yourself to more. And for anyone that is listening, is a coach, don't fucking be like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and understand that there are there are more optimal ways that you can even expand your coaching ability. Yeah. There's so much more information out there. There's so many more ways that you can – get to the result that you're looking for whether it's whether it's based on technology whether it's based on education we have so many more avenues to pursue what our goals are and in the context of exercise and sports the more open-minded you are the more you, you can be able to grow your body right right uh and i think a lot of um shortcomings that I might have had as a as a professional baseball player or as an athlete have definitely made me a lot better as a coach um, just because I don't want to make the same mistakes I I had um, 
while I was playing right now. And I don't want the players that I coach uh, to make the same mistakes either. And so taking the approach that, you know, you have to have an open mind, always kind of, I'm never taking any information from a player or feedback or question with a, with a negative mindset. I'm just taking it as information or taking it as feedback. And then I can kind of apply it where I'd like, or uh, where I, where I wouldn't like, but players are surprised how, uh, if they say, hey, this feels better this way, I'll say, okay, try it. Yeah. A lot of coaches just don't have any interest in yeah. the kids doing things uh, their own way. Um, I'm all about, hey, look, if it feels like, if it feels right and, you, and you're uh, finding a little success and it makes sense to you, then, hey, let's keep doing it that way. And, and maybe, uh, you know, we can, we can be as efficient this way as we can that way. Um, I, I love when it, it also makes the game more enjoyable. It makes work, yes. working out more enjoyable. Yes. If, uh, if I'm having a, a PT session and a client of mine comes in and they say, Hey, uh, I saw this on the internet. I'll say, show it to me. And, uh, they'll, they'll show it to me that uh, they say they want to do it. Even if I had something planned that day, I'll say, cool, let, let's try it. We'll incorporate yeah. it. Um, modify some of the movements that I might've had planned to set, uh, set them up for success with whatever they want to try. But I'm my Instagram uh, inbox is flooded with videos and clips from uh, my clients that they they see videos yeah. on on the internet and they say, hey, I want to try it. I love that stuff. Um, yeah. I learn a lot from that, and uh, uh, I love it. I'll try the movements myself uh, after after a session, or if they send it to me, I'll try it that day. And then when they do come in for their session, um, I've done it. I know what it feels like, and and we can attack it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Ah, loving this right now. This yeah. is not just friend to friend, athlete to athlete, more like coach to coach. That's right, man. As well. I hope there are coaches that do listen to this, or anyone that does listen. Please get at least this part <laughs> to a coach. To listen to it is super super important to understand that that there's always there's always ways that you can improve on what you're doing now what you're doing maybe you're doing something that works but you could still optimize it there's there's always there's always something new that, that you can do the greatest point i can even explain is looking at athletes nowadays they're playing so much longer into their careers if they were still following a lot of the old science of what athletes yeah. 20 years ago fall right even in the late 90s even the early 2000s oh yeah athletes wouldn't be played as long as they are right now no, you can no. look at i'm not even just going to use tom brady lebron james yep another great example i can use uh james harrison yeah. just retired another great example i could use like a drew Brees, ben roethlisberger i mean okay these are quarterbacks but there's plenty of other players that have played into the, the jerry rice played too he was 40 right? jason freak jason Witten. jason Witten just retires like 37 yep um who who let's Baseball, Bartolo Colon. Oh, Bartolo, gosh, fucking Bartolo. Poster Cologne. boy, right there. Jesus. Uh, we won't talk about the other stuff. He's yeah, no, no. Just yeah, in terms yeah, of like yeah. his, like, yeah, definitely yeah, not the other stuff. Yeah. But him, him <laughs> along his athletic career. Granted, yeah. he's a pitcher, doesn't need to be overly athletic, but plenty of pitchers flame out in their early thirties. Right. right. Plenty of pitchers do. Yeah. Look at uh, uh, David Ortiz, right? Huge guy. Yep. Not the most athletic, but he played till late thirties. And that's a guy that made uh, adjustments to. Uh, his nutrition, his workout, yeah. uh, his wor- workouts as he got older, uh, he had to kind of adjust with the times. Yeah. Uh, his fat started slowing down and uh, self-awareness kicked mm-hmm. in and bam, uh, Derek Jeter. adjustments. Derek Jeter's another one come to mind. Let me start naming him off. Dwayne Wade, yep. he'll probably retire after this year. One of my favorites of yeah. all time, D-Wade. Yeah, like 
Kobe played up to the last second he could. Yeah. But how many how many athletes now looking back like they athletes used to retire late twenties early thirties. Yeah. They never played into their late thirties ever. Going to see that more and more, uh, yeah. more information and uh, you know science. Uh, science has changed the game completely, uh, both for uh, the the uh, professional athlete and for the uh, weekend athlete. I yeah. think uh, a lot of people are even. At, uh, I can use my brother for an example. He's, yeah. he's five years older than me, and uh, he still is active playing ultimate frisbee. You know, <laughs> I work every day. He's a ve- he's a vegetarian. His wife's a vegan. Yes, uh, his kids are vegetarians. Shout but, out plant based dieters. Yeah, uh, and shout out to my bro. Uh, so that's somebody who had uh, health issues. Went to the doctor. High high cholesterol. Looked very healthy uh, from the outside. You wouldn't assume any type of uh, internal issues going on uh, based off of his uh, external aesthetics, but, you know, realized he had to make some adjustments. He was overweight, um, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, went, changed his diet, um, 30 pounds, 20 pounds, uh, 20 pounds less, uh, 20 pounds later, um, you know, all his uh, measurables are back to normal. And not only is his activity levels up, but his energy levels up, feels better. Uh, and you know, now you could be there for your family longer. Facts. Just, there's so many different ways that you guys will be able to change your bodies. If just stay a little bit more open-minded to the possibilities. Self-awareness is a very powerful tool. Um, you fail so much in baseball that when, if you're not looking at yourself and constantly saying like, oh, where can I make an adjustment? Uh, you, you're going to get left behind. You're going to get left in the dark. You got to make adjustments. I, I hate using the term, you gotta. Um, anytime uh, I tell people, you know, anytime so, a sentence starts with you gotta, typically you're going to be like, ah, I don't know about that. Uh, so, but make adjustments. Uh, use self-awareness to, to get better at whatever you're doing, your craft is. And uh, you, adjustments. I love making adjustments. I love when people make adjustments. That, that fires me up. Always something to adjust to. All at halftime, end of quarters. Yes. Stops, yes. Right? Once you get past 25, only a quarter life, quarter right. of a century done. Time to readjust. Great example. Got to readjust every year, every month. Always time to reevaluate. Just going to take a moment here because we are live streaming. Let me jump into the live stream here and see what's going on with everyone. Just wave, <laughs> Mr. Winder Baywatch. Oh, watch. Ty. What's That's right. up? What's here up, everybody? Go. Let's see if there's any questions here. Whoops. See if there's any questions that people have. Just saying, just all I've seen is a lot of love, a lot of love. Appreciate Thank you, that. everyone. We appreciate you coming in. We appreciate all of the love. Maryland, China Woods, what's this up, guys? Cool. Yeah. Maryland, Pete. Maryland, Philly shout out, representing. Yes. Wooden Trousers Fitness. Tao, thanks for coming in. Odetta, I saw you. A lot of action. Liz, look out. A lot of action. A lot of action. Look at this. Do not mean to keep switching this camera angle. Oh, really cool. Uh, what's, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Saying hello. Saying hello. No questions. Just a lot of love. Just a lot of love looking at. My man Brett coming man, through on the stop. Yes. What's up? All right. Let's put this back up. There Don't have any questions. Just showing a lot of love. And all righty. Can dig that. So commercial break over, everyone. So last topic we'd love to get into for the day. And this one, I, I love. I feel, I'm really happy that we're ending with this one, and that's because it's something that I think everyone at some point is is going to be on their mind. 
Killing me. One moment, guys. Hey, when you're hot, you're hot, man. Yeah. People trying to catch I know, it. I know, I know. Phone blowing up. Yep. So this last one is going to be really important because at some point, we all realize and we all experience the mortality of what it means oh, to be a human being. Oh, man. We all grow older. This could and, get a little emotional. And from the moment that we are born, guess what? We're dying. And so regardless of what you think about youth or what you think about aging, Father we're time. all going to die. Father time. Father time is undefeated. That's right. Father, like always, 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 always. Father time, Mother Nature, they can be the biggest bastards and bitches. They can whip some ass, man. This is true. You know, that's, that's, that's why they are who they are. Uh, now, with that being said, obviously, you've heard us talk about how with what we're doing right now and how old we are, even though we're really not that old in a lot of ways, probably more more accurate would be we're entering our second childhood. Right. But shout out Nas. It's a great song, Second Childhood. And um, the great. But yeah, the, the goat. Brandon, I'd love for you to explain a little bit to anyone listening in terms of your perspective and your experiences you've gone through, why growing older actually is the best thing that could happen to somebody. Yeah, well, when you're young, you have no rights. <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, when you get older, uh, not only is, is access uh, more prevalent, but your perspective uh, becomes a lot more focused and things that, things on the peripheral, that just really are not as important tend to go by the wayside and you can, and you can, you have more focus on uh, the things that are, that are important um, relationships, opportunities, and uh, time, time means more. And so each moment, each day becomes uh, way, way more, um, meaningful to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And for me personally, uh, I, I really don't feel like I know my age is, is bigger, a bigger number than it was last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't feel, I don't feel older. Um, I just feel like, I just feel hungrier, uh, for knowledge, yes. um, for, for access, for, uh, opportunities uh it's just you you just look the world is huge and you only have so much time and mm -hmm. age has has just allowed me to to realize you know what's important more so than anything and once you do realize what's important to you what's it what's important to the people around you uh it takes that pressure um of what everybody else is doing on the peripherals uh takes it out. I mean, a lot of the, the, the noise or the chatter, um, I know we talk about social media and some of the, the things that people can take on there, uh, and it can be negative. It can be hurtful. It can be, it can, it, even just someone posting something positive can make people feel a certain way about themselves. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of that has, has just, you know, gone away from me because of, uh, where my focus is and, and what, what makes me happy, what's important to me and coaching, coming to the gym every day, uh, working with people who, who, you know, I feel like make me better in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and 
people that I can challenge, whether it's on a field or, or in the gym, uh, all that stuff kind of makes me who I am and it, and, and it makes me happier, a lot happier um, getting up every day. I, I look forward to waking up. People ask like, Definitely. oh, you're here at 530. Uh, and I, I'm like, yeah, what I mean, what else am I going to be doing? Uh, <laughs> when we sleeping, uh, you know, I'll sleep when, when I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I want to get up when the sun's up. I want to get up uh, yes, and I want to go. Fire, that hunger. That's right. Uh, so whatever uh, drives people, uh, whether it's worrying about their age or not worrying about their age or worrying about, uh, you know, the people around them. Uh, that a lot uh, for me it's 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 my community uh my community here my community on the field my community uh when i'm playing uh coaching travel ball during the summer and still the community of relationships that i built uh in the clubhouse while i was playing all those things uh attribute to me feeling younger today than i than i ever have um and having the awareness to to make my body feel right and be excited about that all the facts right there, everyone. As you grow older, experiences, relationships, these are what really not just fill you with gratitude and appreciation, yeah. but you're able to draw on everything you've been through over the years. And it may not even be that long. You could be 24 years old. You're drawing on experiences that you learned when you were 16 or 17 or 18 doing young and stupid shit yeah. or young things that looking back it's like oh why did i do that like, i was so immature that's the beautiful aspect of growing older is you're able to think back and you're able to learn from your own experiences if as you know in definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results albert einstein said that and with experience and as you as you grow older with that experience you're able to really just keep yourself from being insane there's so <laughs> many people that, that don't follow that advice yeah how many people do we know and in terms of fitness, right, that are always trying to lose weight, that are always trying to get into better shape, that are always trying to, to quote unquote, diet. Yep. Maybe okay. they're going through a yo-yo dieting phase, whatever the fuck it is. And see, now I'm, now I'm going to be cursing a lot more because I'm really getting into this. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Can tell. Like it's, it blows my mind, the amount of people that really are insane from that perspective with, with what they're doing. Coupled with that, to bring this back full circle to what we we're talking about with age, and there's also this huge feeling, this stigma of getting older, that when you get older, your life really starts to go downhill. But if you really got it like that, and you're really like, you really are into yourself, not from an arrogant perspective, but from a, a confident perspective in who you are, you can draw on those experiences and reflect and now be able to really grow and now be able to kick your self and personal growth into hyperdrive based off that. Because now there's, you know, there your failures, your past failures, yeah. you know, it's not going to affect you. And you know, a lot of the answers to the tests and to the obstacles are going to be coming your way because there's always going to be obstacles. Yeah. There's always going to be things popping up. If you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to get into better shape, guess what? There's always going to be birthdays coming up. There's always going to be outings with friends that are going to be going on. There's always going to be moments that, you know what? You don't really feel like doing shit one day right. over the other. You're going to feel more tired the next. And that's the beautiful aspect of it is now you have the experience to know better and you have the experience to know that, you know what, I'm actually going to be okay. There's great people around me. I have a really good life. Hopefully you have a really good life because of the people around you. And you're able to really just live more free from that 
perspective. There's too much of a thought around old age that as you get older, life really starts to go downhill. It only starts to do that if you let it, if you believe that. If you believe your life's going to go downhill, guess what? You're going to snowball effect really down into a deep ice cold cave yeah. really quickly. There's no time to feel sorry for yourself. That's all. Uh, you can always draw off of uh, people with less fortunate circumstances uh, or whatever the case is, whether it's a physical, socioeconomical uh, situation. But, you know, you can always complain. I think complaining is one of the easiest things to do on the planet. Uh, anybody can find something wrong at any time. Uh, Fucking free. Yeah. Challenge, challenge yourself to not complain. Challenge yourself to see the light uh, in, in situations. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot easier and, uh, it, it feels better. Yes. <laughs> it feels way better. It's, oh man, that, that would, oh yes. Not complaining feels so good. Looking, finding the optimism in everything feels so good. And so if you're someone listening and, you know, even, even could be 25 years old and you're thinking that, oh man, like in a few years, I'm going to be 30. Just think, just, just know that in a few years you're going to be 30. And that's a great yeah. thing. Life doesn't have to go. Life never actually has to go downhill. Life never actually has to get worse. No. Like we're all going to die eventually. Just the fact of the matter is, yeah. it's just, what are we doing to give our lives any type of fulfillment? And what are you doing to really make the time that you're here worthwhile? It could be doing things you love, even if it's not fitness related, right? If you're doing things that you really enjoy and you're happy with how your life is going, great. But if you do take care of yourself and you do value value your longevity of what you have and the things that you really enjoy doing, oh yeah, that's just gonna amplify the quality of living that you have from taking care of yourself. There's been plenty of people. Actually, I have I have a couple clients. One of them, um, shout out John Harris. I hope you end up listening to this. He's 60 years old. And the dude's a beast. Dude's a beast. And he he deadlifts heavy. I get him. Yes. <laughs> and you've seen him doing box jumps. Yep. Like, the guy's the man. He doesn't let his age affect him. The guy is 60. You think he's 45. I have this other woman, Brenda. She's 59. She's right on the borderline of 60 years old. And I have her doing some, like, ninja stuff, like swinging from monkey bars and things <laughs> like that. Yeah. Doing pull-ups. Like, she's a beast. And I love to see that. She doesn't let age get her down. And these are people, if you're around them and you were to hear them talk, you wouldn't think that they are their age. You would think they're closer to 40 mentally. or maybe even 30 mentally. Yeah. They just, they stay youthful mentally. They stay energized mentally. Huge, huge aspect. You only grow old if you choose to grow old. I could definitely draw some inspiration from that. Watching a six-year-old doing box jumps. Uh, <laughs> if you can't get your ass out of bed um, and, and someone who's six years old is, is jumping on platforms, <laughs> uh, you, you got to switch it up. Oh, yes. It's so true. So true. Um, any parting words for anyone listening, Brandon, anything you want to say? Uh, we wrap up here. I'm not, uh, I'm going to say what, what I would like to do is just, uh, acknowledge people who are smarter than me, uh, and who mm. know more than me. Uh, so if you don't follow, uh, guys like Tim Ferriss or, um, Garvey or, mm uh Rhonda Patrick uh there's so many uh people who I gain uh not only knowledge but inspiration from uh they're out there uh, follow follow on Instagram and uh you'll see some words on there from you know people who are better at what they do than I am and you know I can only aspire to one day uh you know step my game up 
Uh, so, you know, go find some knowledge, drop it on somebody, pass it along. I think that's like the greatest, the greatest gift yes. in life is just communicating and, and making people around you better, man, challenging them. Ah, so true. Yeah. So true, Brandon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks and, for having yeah, me. Stepping yeah, out, yeah. Stepping out from the producer booth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, this is a little out of source for me. I can't wait to get back there and, and watch you do your thing. But, you know, thanks <laughs> for having me. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to work with you. And uh, it's been a blast, man. Every Friday, uh, I look forward to, to sitting down and, and spitting some games. So good work, man. <laughs> Definitely. And thank you, Brandon, so much. You know, much love over here, bro. Uh, BA, thank you. And everyone else listening and on the on the live stream, thank you guys so much. Got a lot more coming out with. Got a big month full of guests, jam packed. Look, be on the lookout for that. If you guys haven't already been following the Fat Fit Freedom podcast, get started in following us. We're on iTunes. We got a really big guest at the end of the month. We'll be explaining more about uh, as we go on. A few other guests that we have lined up coming up. I actually have some ninja friends of mine coming on. That's going to be a blast yeah. once we get there uh, in a couple weeks because Ninja Warrior season is kicking off again. And yeah, we're just going to be jamming. Got a lot of got a lot of great people lined up. So I'm excited for you guys to hear the different perspectives um, from all these different, really different characters of individuals coming on here. And it's going to be very exciting because if you keep listening to these, I promise you. I promise and guarantee that just through osmosis, even just listening, that's right. You're going to want to not just get into better shape. It's actually just going to happen. Refuse, refuse to let that not happen, to have anything less than that. And so very excited. Thank you guys for listening. Much love for you. And we'll talk to you next time. See you. Later.